Hello and welcome to a special edition of the 40 Athletes Podcast, episode number 73. Jimmy, we're going to get right into it today because we got David Meltzer on today. Well, let's introduce him. Go ahead, Jace. Well, yeah, he's the co-founder of Sports One Marketing, a three-time international best-selling author, top 100 business coach, and we're going to go into Empty Mile today. So, David, hey, happy afternoon. Great to have you here. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Oh, it's my pleasure. And you're speaking my language with the empty miles. So I know you've done your homework and uh, just excited to explore what that is and how I can be of service to others. Yeah, well, let's let's dive right into it, Dave. You know, a lot of people talk about going the extra mile. And, and I know you've talked before, like, hey, everybody goes the extra mile. But this empty mile concept really intrigued me. Like, let's let's talk about it. what is the empty mile? Well, you know, surrounding myself with the billionaires, millionaires, entrepreneurs, celebrities, athletes, entertainers, from running the most sports in the world to sports while marketing with Hall of Fame quarterback Warren Moon, now partnering even with Marshall Falk, I've found there's one common denominator, and that's the desire that you must be what you can be. And the difference between people who must be what they can be and those that want to be uh, is that the people who want to be something they go the extra mile every once in a while. And what happens is they use that extra mile every once in a while to justify why they're not where they want to be. They use it as a liability, as blame, shame, and justification. And where the most successful people, the ones who carry the spirit of excellence that achieve their dreams, they go the extra mile every day. So instead of being in the crowded extra mile every once in a while i call it the empty mile because it's the one percent of the one percent the very few that can overcome the human uh interference of being and doing things daily to go the extra mile every single day even when you don't want to go hey dave you talk about the empty miles almost like going somewhere where no one's been creating someone something that's no one's created and to me is that takes courage because you know how it is. People will tell you, you can't do something or it hasn't been done. What are you thinking? Are you crazy? How do you get people to like get the courage to go the empty mile? Well, I think, you know, number one, we have to realize that uh, we don't have to care about what other people think, what's missing or what we don't have. We just need to learn from it. Uh, there's so many people in my career. I've been blessed uh, with tremendous successes and also failures. Very few people on earth have lost as much money as I have. I went bankrupt in 2008, lost over $100 million and made it back by utilizing this concept of the empty mile. And, you know, to take the mindset of, look, people are going to laugh at me, scoff at me, make fun of me. But eventually, if I live in that empty mile, if I am consistent and persistent in the pursuit of my potential, what I want, not what other people want for me, what's missing or what I don't want, but what I want, I'm going to be in a very empty space, one with very few, where only the spirit of excellence exists, those people that carry a higher frequency of pursuing their own potential. Well, you know, Dave, you get into it too about like finding the right mentors, people that have gone and done similar to what you want to do. And some of those people that tell you that you can't do something are people that love you, that have your best interest, but they're not the people you should be taking advice from. Can you go into like, hey, I love you, family. I love you, friends, but I got to find people that have been where I've gone to get where I get to. Can you talk about the importance of finding the right mentors, not just seeking advice from anybody? 
yeah, I have a saying, just because someone loves you doesn't mean they give you good advice. And in fact, some of the most ignorant, arrogant people in our lives are ignorant and arrogant, meaning they don't know what they don't know, but they're arrogant about telling us what they think they know because they're more afraid for you than you're afraid. They literally uh, will tell you things to keep you safe and they'll limit you on your potential. And so I use the example when I graduated law school, my mom actually told me that nobody would ever do research on the internet, that the internet was a fad. And by the way, Justice Scalia, when I presented uh, legal research online to the Supreme Court of the United States, within three months of when my mom told me that, said the exact same thing, that nobody could ever do research on the internet. You needed books. Uh, so finding a mentor that not only cares about your well-being or even loves you, but also sits in a situation uh, that you want to be in so that they can give you directions beyond where they're at. Meaning, look, this is how I got to where I am, but I wish I would have done this, this, and this to allow that person to be a milestone or a trajectory, a site that you want to go through or past. And I think this also extends out into the idea of the empty mile by finding mentorship and going past your mentorship by asking people that are already there for directions. Dave, what do you tell people that say, though, that I don't have those mentors in my life? You know, um, I don't have the resources because you talk about it, you came from like you're poor, you're broke, single mom raising you. Right. And you found these mentors. What's the advice you give to people how to find the right mentors or these positive mentors in their life to help them go that empty mile? Well, it's the number one piece of advice I'd give myself when I was 14, 24, 34, 44. And believe it or not, I still give that advice to myself at 54. The best and easiest thing you can do or learn to do is to ask for help. And look, you know, it's so much easier today to find a mentor because we have this virtual aspect of mentorship. You, anything you need to learn, you can find on YouTube, on Instagram, on TikTok. You can have these virtual mentors. You don't even have to buy a book. You know, at, at the very least, I can't tell you how many people, and I'm old school, 54 years old, like I said, how many people have told me that Napoleon Hill, who wrote a book called Think and Grow Rich, changed their life, or Kiyosaki, who wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad, right? That book changed their life. Well, if a small book like Think and Grow Rich can impact someone like me, Bob Proctor, Jack Canfield, you know, I can go ahead and list, you know, 20 of the biggest thought leaders in the world, multimillionaires and billionaires. Tillman Fertitta mentioned the book to me as well, right? The, these are people, imagine with the access you have today, not only of all of those people, but you have, you know, the David Meltzer's, the Ed Milet's, the Tony Robbins, all of that's available for you for mentorship. And here's the coolest thing. You can contact us, right? Email me today, david at dmeltzer.com. I help everyone. I'll give five minutes on the phone to anybody to either help them or find someone to help them. It's so easy today, but yet people are afraid to ask for help. They don't realize and remember how they feel when someone asks you for help. Why are you so afraid to let someone else feel that good? Ask them for help. Well, David, you know, some people like aren't sure the best process of going about asking people that may, they may see like way far ahead of them in life. Like, oh, they're too distant from me. Like, you know, or how do I go about asking for help in a way that's going to be beneficial, uh, not only for myself, but the giver of the help also feels beneficial in, in, in giving the help too. 
Yeah, well, I've created, first of all, a qualification process of open-mindedness. And so what we want to do is test the waters to make sure we're dealing with mentors that have an open mind. Uh, because it takes a thousand times the energy to re-engineer a closed mind than it does an open mind, even if we're asking for help. So you'll find the majority of the people have open minds, open minds have open hearts and open hands. And so then I use an open-ended question template, which I'm happy to send to everyone. Once again, my email, david at dmeltzer.com posted right there. And what do we do? We just say to someone, you know, to figure out you have an open mind, what are you doing today? And, or, you know, some open-ended question to lead them to a point to say, would it help you if I babysat for you? Would it help you if I found someone to wash your car? Would it help you if I interned for you? Would it help you if, then if you can provide value or service at any degree, there's this natural course of energy that allows you to use a transition statement or question of, do you know anyone that can help me, Jason? Do you know anyone that can help me, Jim? I'm looking for an internship in sports. I can't tell you. I was with Mike Tannenbaum. We we spoke at the Tulane Law Symposium because we both went to law school there. And we were both, by the way, jealous because they didn't ask us to keynote. They asked us to do a panel together. And we're like, how the heck did they not ask us to keynote? Well, they had Matthew McConaughey, so I didn't feel uh -oh. so bad. Uh -oh. <laughs> anyway, uh, but we were together and Mike turned to me and, you know, here's the former GM of the Jets, executive vice president of the of the dolphins the guy who you see on espn like a hundred and some days a year and he turns to me and goes dave can you help me get some interns and i'm thinking on the other side i got thousands of kids asking me hey can you find me an internship in sports and i'm thinking this is mike tannenbaum there is a disconnect here and so i am telling everyone you don't get unless you ask use my open-ended question template Find open minds like a Mike Tannenbaum. Not only might they be a power sponsor and have something for you, but they're so well-connected like myself that I'm sure we can find someone we know that needs you. Hey, Dave, let, let's get back to this empty mile. You know, you talk about this. You say that what the mind can conceive, right, you can't achieve. And I think this goes back to hear about, like, the personal development people talk about your imagination. Go to a place where no one's gone, right? Think about this. How do you tap in and get people to, you know, go to these areas where they've never been and think these ideas and use their imagination to create something internal before they create it on the physical realm? Yeah, for me, I uh, give them in a realm of, okay, how do I make a possibility in my life? And then once I have something that's a possibility, how do I create a probability from it? And then from the probability, how do I materialize, monetize it into a perspective or reality? And so I have five daily practices that allow people to aggregate their good behavior towards a trajectory of mid and long-term objectives that can be changed because we're learning lessons and we all should be fast learners. So I start with saying, if you want to make something a possibility, think about what you want in four realms, what you want personally, what do you want experientially, what do you want giving wise, and what do you want receiving wise? And when you come up with that what, there's a drastic mathematical advantage of nothing compared to possibility. It actually has a possibility when you know what you want and have balanced it within the context of your values. Now, when you can figure out who can help you and who you can help with what you want, you become inspired, you become intuitive, 
you become intellectual. You are looking within and becoming a part and parcel to the omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing. In other words, with inspiration takes a possibility and extends the mathematical advantage to a probability. Now, from that inspired thought of what you want, you then institute the how by prioritizing what you want by importance not by urgency urgency is a subset by what's important to you so if you know your what your who you then can figure out your how which allows you to prioritize what does that mean you have discipline strategy and most importantly awareness because i have reconstructed or shifted the paradigm from what most people think which is i need to go get happy i need to go get healthy I need to go get wealthy. I need to go get worthy instead of this philosophy of possibility, probability, and reality or perspective is I am what I want. I'm inspired by who I can help and who can help me. What am I doing to interfere with it? Not I have to go get it. And using discipline, right? Because we either suffer from discipline or we suffer from regret. Strategy of prioritization and awareness, which is created by applying this why of knowing there's something bigger than you that knows everything that loves you more than your mom. So that means that all the pain, setbacks, failure, and mistakes in your life are not punishing you. They're just indicators. You have a lesson to learn. In other words, they're promoting you and protect you. And you can create this realm of possibility to probability, probability perspective. We can accelerate what we want and live in the empty mile. When you know you talk about being in the right energy, like you can't be uh, regretful or resentful, you know, being in the right you know state of mind. Uh, and you have a an equation for enjoyment, like enjoying the process, like learning the lessons along the way. Can you go into like what that equation of enjoyment is and how that you know compounds to what you just talked about to get to that probability state? Sure. So if you can enjoy the consistent every day plus persistent without quit pursuit of your potential, knowing the mathematical equation, which says I'm going to enjoy the consistent pursuit of what I pay attention to, what I focus in on and the five levels intention of intention that I give it. Meaning I'm going to do everything I can consistently and persistently. I'm going to say everything in the alignment consistently and persistently. I'm going to think everything in alignment consistently and persistently. I am going to believe everything consistently, persistently in the pursuit of, of that potential. And then finally, the recognition, the acknowledgement that I'm on the right intention is I will feel confident, inspired of it. So what you do say, think, believe, and feel, plus what you're paying attention to equals what? the coincidences, the coinciding of the universe of what I want. It's the mathematical equation of enjoyment, mathematical equation of luck. So if you can enjoy the consistent, persistent pursuit of your potential, you're really enjoying the journey more than the outcome. But remember one more thing that a lot of people, there's a lot of, you know, out there about enjoy the journey. Don't attach your emotions to the outcome. Cause the interval between effect and cause, you know, misuse of time between problems. Don't forget one important component that a lot of people don't talk about company you keep during the journey, right? So it's one thing to enjoy the journey, but make sure you're surrounding yourself with the right company on that journey. It'll make all the exponential difference in the world.
But you talk a lot too, Dave. You hear a lot of people say, I don't have any motivation. I don't have any drive. Um, I'm not, I'm not happy with life. And you'll talk about it. It's like when you have something you're passionate about that you pursue, and you talk about happiness is not a pursuit of it. It's when you're going after something you desire. It's like you'll be happy in that journey because so many people, it's like, if I get this house, if I get this car, if I get this, I'm happy, right? Yeah, I'll be happy when dot, dot, dot is a disease. It's an interference. It puts you at dis-ease. You and my friend uh, Will Smith and Chris Gardner are getting a lot of attention for the movie Pursuit of Happiness had it backwards. It's happiness is the pursuit. And so when we can change our paradigm to enjoying the pursuit uh, instead of I'll be happy when. See, what happens just mathematically, there's two types of time. There's pragmatic time. Everybody gets 24 hours a day. And then there's a relative time. So we both could go to a movie for two hours. It would take us both two hours to watch the movie. You love the movie. It'll seem like two minutes. And I hated the movie. It'll seem like two days. And so what we want to do is make sure that we're reconciling through our emotions, enjoying the pursuit so that although those who put their attention on the cause, not on the outcome, will get there faster because they'll be focused in on how will I get to that place? What do I need to do? How can I be more efficient, effective, statistically successful, more productive, more accessible and gracious with my time? So not only will the person who puts their attention on the cause get there faster with pragmatic time, but in relativity, it'll be exponentially faster. The person who puts their attention on the cause, not, oh, I'll be happy when I get to LA. I'll be happy when we win the World Series. I'll be happy when we do this. Those people relatively spend way too much time and waste too much emotion. Hey, Dave, you, you get into a lot about energy flows to and through us, the law of attraction, right? And you say that a lot of times we block that attraction because it may be fear of loss, fear of ego. And you get in talking about the ego and how it can really block things in our life. Can you talk a little bit about the ego and how we can maybe not allow that to interfere with things coming into our lives? Yeah, well, first of all, everyone has to know you can't get rid of your ego. But what you can do is dissipate and dissolve the amount of time that you spend interfering with you and your potential, your truth, with the omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing source. What do I mean by that? That you can determine to spend minutes and moments interfering with your best self, your higher self. How do we do that? Four quick steps. Number one, get into the habit of identifying what makes you feel bad. It is the need to be right, the need to be offended, separate, inferior, superior, anxious, frustrated, angry, guilty, resentful, complaining, worrying. These are the needs that we need to practice identifying. So instead of spending days, weeks, months, and years in that state of mind, we only spend minutes and moments in that state of mind of interference, of ego. But more importantly, instead of after we identifying it, trying to resist it, or think about it, analyze it, out logic it, simply just stop. And then after you're able to stop, instead of accelerating in the wrong direction, breathe through your nose, out through your mouth, drop down to center, into the flow, into peace, and then remind, remember, and recollect what it is you want, who you can help, who can help you, and how best you can get it done and prioritize accordingly. And I promise you, this productivity, accessibility, and gratitude practice of identifying what's interfering with your happiness, stopping, dropping, and rolling. What I always say to myself is when I feel like my mind, body, or soul are on fire, 
and when you're on fire, just stop, drop, and roll. Well, that's a Dave, that's a great way to close out this man. I know we're coming up short on time here. So we want to first of all thank you for joining us today. And where can people learn more about you, David? Where's your website, email? I see it's on your on your name here, but how can we learn more about what David Meltzer is doing? Please reach out directly to me. I answer everything myself. David at dmeltzer.com. David at dmeltzer.com. And if you forget that, just Google me, David Meltzer. I'm everywhere. You could find me. But please ask for help. Reach out to me. I am of service to value. I do free trainings every Friday. I have group networking stuff. I have all types of help I can give you. I send you my book. I don't care. Email me, David at dmeltzer.com. Hey, I will say this, but as you wrap up, Jason, David, you are one of the more generous guys I've seen. I mean, seriously, if people, they ought to go on your site, they ought to look at your stuff, but that every Friday, that free training you get, that hour you go through, it's packed with great information. And the opportunities that you ask, for, you know, giving handouts, reaching out to you for information, it's great stuff. So if people haven't seen it or, or been on that, I really recommend you do that. Yeah. Thank you so much, both of you. And remember, be kind to your future self. Do good deeds. Thank you, David, for joining us. Well, Jimmy, that was uh, fast and furious 20 minutes, man. But there was a lot that we jammed in there. Uh, Man, just so many good things to unpack. What was something that stood out to you? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, we talked about it when we said this empty mile. Mm -hmm. And it kind of makes sense. Like, you know, can you create something? in life that no one's been that can be not just for maybe a gain for yourself but can be beneficial for others in the world in general right yeah and i think like you said is not to allow fear of the unknown fear of loss right fear of failure or allow other people to tell you you can't do it or you shouldn't do it and find those mentors that are going to edify you lift you up and guide you on that journey I think too, you know, like you dive into faith and, and, you know, like in fear and, and really fear is just believing in, you know, the uncertain or the, the negative and faith is believing in the positive. So, you know, a lot of it is when you circle yourself around people that have done what you want to do, you have that faith of like, Oh, if he's done it, then I can do it in my own unique way. And I like what you said about making sure it helps others as well. Cause when we think of others, we tend to go a lot farther than if we just think about ourselves too, you know? So, well, as you said, um, it's like that faith is actually seeing it happening. Fear of seeing it not happening. Right. Mm-hmm. Seeing the worst case scenario. And, and I think that's, that's what he talks about. It's like, what's the energy that we're exuberating, putting out there. Right. And I think, like you said, sometimes our ego gets involved because we're so much into us about mm-hmm. ourselves, not to say you're going to separate your ego is going to be there, but you got to make sure it doesn't what get in the way of attracting the certain things in your life. They're going to help these, this vision that you have to go to the empty mile and mile. make it from reality. Right. That's right. Yeah. I, I, I can see that being a movie sometime, the, the empty mile, you know, they had seven mile with them and then maybe the empty mile. You always come up with the great ideas, Jason. All well, the way hey, you so hey, well, Jim, by the way, where can people learn about the promo uh, uh, link in the uh, description? It's also go to 40athletes.com, right? And well, for parents. Yeah, yeah 40athletes.com. Like, You're talking about the parents section that you got promoted in there? Right. In, in the description below, Jimmy, there's a five-day parent course as well where you can go in for free and 
there's five different days on on five different tips on how you can become a better sports parent to have a great experience with not only your kid but your coach so everybody has a great sports experience in general so it is so key when parents raise their level awareness and they understand the way to go about navigating a child through sports they will have a better experience and i remember like yesterday yesterday on easter i was talking to a parent not to get on a long-winded deal but i was talking to a parent that has kids now in college and older he went back and talked about the youth sports experience and some of the things that happened with parents and he's like gosh if we would have known then what we know now how that experience would have been different yep it's true so as part of our mission is to have better experiences for not only kids but for parents and coaches as well that ultimate village mentality so yeah. well jimmy hey a little bit off the cuff today on a monday afternoon but it was fun it was cool and we learned a lot in 20 minutes well i appreciate it and you have a great great day all right jason Take likewise jimmy yep see ya